Think about if you get your flowers every day. Just say you're walking down the street. I mean, you just get your flowers all the time. Right. For one, you may, appre- you may not appreciate the flowers as much. Or, or for two, it, it, it'll make you... Uh, It'll make you uh, less hungry. It'll, it'll, mm-hmm. it, it, you know what I'm saying? It's like you, I don't think it's meant for people to get their flowers gotcha. all the time. Now, don't get me wrong. I do believe in giving people their flowers. Right, don't right. get me wrong. And I, and I appreciate when I get my flowers right. every now and then. But I'm not a person that wake up and be like, man, you know, I, you, ain't never really, you ain't never heard me ever in no time in my life or career be one that's, that's mad about people not getting them flowers saying this. Hey guys, what's good? Welcome to the Cosign Life. If you're watching this video, that means you co-sign us and we co-sign you. So here are a couple of ways to support us at Cosign Magazine. Number one, view the description below, click the link and purchase an issue of Cosign Magazine. It's like this, this one right here, physical. You can purchase this. Number two, you can also support us by purchasing Cosign merch. Hit the link below and it'll take you to all our past merch items and we'd love to have your support and see you wear Cosign Magazine. world welcome back to another episode of cosign conversations man we got a dallas legend in the building you know so i know we say we usually have special guests i'm gonna say a legend we're not doing special guests because we did that way too many times before we got my g the road music ak63 how you doing bro i'm good man good man you know just uh working right now you feel yeah me? i know you've been busy on the road getting back to the music we're really staying on the music yeah you know what i'm saying but uh i kind of want to do the backstory, talk about today, because we got a lot to cover, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So kind of want to start there, bro. So I'm originally from Colleen. That's where I went to high school. Uh, and then I moved I moved out here to go to school at UTA. Mm. So I was going to UTA. I was also uh, uh, working at Ozone Magazine. Yeah. So that's what really got me tapped into, you know, a lot of the Dallas music when I moved out here. Um, and I was on tour, a little backstory. I was doing photography, videography back in the day, and I was on tour with uh, Trey the Truth with DJ Helly Yeller. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to Trey and Helly Yeller, man. I just just t- t- three days ago we just had a basketball game. Oh, for real? Two days ago. That's when, crazy. You yeah. still hoop? Yeah, I just put up twenty points in the. Okay. In the, in the uh, they had a uh, celeb game. Me, my team versus Trey team, Trey okay. the Truth team. Uh, Trey had Kirk O'Banes, Gorilla Zoe, yeah. and, and some other hoopers. You know what I'm saying? I had uh, who I had on my squad. I had. Me, Hella Yella, you okay. know what I'm saying? Uh, some hoopers. Uh, yeah, but anyway, we won. You okay, feel me? That's I put up, up 20. That's what somebody you know, it, it, you know, I still hoop whenever I can hoop, you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to yeah. say like I'm out there every day, but it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a good way for me to, you know, stay in shape or try and get in shape, you feel me? Like, so, nah, and definitely. it's still fun, you know? Nah, definitely, man. So, yeah. We got to talk offline, bro. We doing uh, 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 like an artist influencer business uh, game with Foot Locker in October. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to recruit because, you know, they they trying to put some teams together. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'm get... always down for hooping, man. Anytime I can really, you know, go out there and hoop, I'm going to do it for sure. So. Nah, that's what's up, man. So this was like 09. Uh, yeah, probably like 09, 08 when I was on tour with them doing like the video photography, bro. And, you know, the music was going crazy, bro. I think the, the first record I heard from you was Walk That Walk. Yeah. For sure, man. And uh, it really just took off. But even before then, man, kind of tell us how you even got started music. I know you were doing music in high school, but was it in high school it started to pick up or was it when you got the PV that really started to pick up? Uh, it was kind of both. I mean, high school, so when I was in high school, that's, yeah. that's when I was hooping for real. like, okay. and, 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 like, I was that guy when it came to that. Yeah. That's what I was pretty much known for. But... I also, uh, you know, I started rapping in high school, dropping mixtapes, and my my fan base, like I had like kind of like a court fan base just from hooping, like okay. people that really, you know what I'm saying, in the surround, they really followed me as a yeah. hooper. So when I started rapping, you know, they 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 supported the same way. You feel gotcha. me? It was it was more like they were just into me as a personality, as anything. So anything I did, they supported. Right. So anyway, long story short, I started rapping in high school, dropping mixtapes, okay. and immediately like I was, you know, catching buzzes and. You know, uh, I mean, I tell tell the story all the time about how, you know, running, being the captain of the team and, okay. and, and, and running out 
to my music at basketball games really propelled my whole rap okay. rap career because our games was packed. Like our yeah. games was big game. I went to Lancaster. Okay. So, you know, we had all the big game, Lancaster versus Carter, Lancaster Sox. Like we had Campbell's, you know, we had yeah. we, we played out and, and all those basketball was a big thing or still is obviously. So that was just I always seen things like that. Like wherever there's a lot of people at, yeah. that's an audience. You feel me? That's a demographic. And if if I can get my music played there mm-hmm. and people rocking with it, it's yeah. gonna it's gonna work in my favor. And that's kind of how I got started. So that was a big part of everything. You know gotcha. what I'm saying? Just getting that that foundation. That's that's when you know I even started branching and, was, and got to a point where uh, do I want to hoop? Do I want to rap? Type mm-hmm. thing. You feel me? After that, and I end up going to Prairie View. Okay. So when I got the Prairie View, uh, you know, uh, I came in and I immediately like hit the ground running. Like my mindset was the same thing. It's, it's PV, you know what I'm saying? I had went to freshman orientation. I wasn't going to even go to PV because I was going to go to St. Mary's and, and take the basketball okay. scholarship in San, in San Antonio. But, but my mom was just like, you need to go, go, go just to weigh your options. Just go see. You can go yeah. down there. And I went to PV orientation, <laughs> and I saw what it was, like seven to one females to do, just the whole atmosphere. Uh, and, and, and St. Mary's is college-wise, culture-wise, it's the complete opposite. It's like a – it's a good school for basketball, right. but it, it, campus life, like, it would have been our basketball there. So yeah. I just seeing contrary, and I was going down there to, uh, to the – to go to St. Mary's and going down there playing and meeting the coaches and gotcha. getting into that. So I was weighing both, but I was just like, it's no way, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, I can choose this over PV, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Once I got down there and uh from that day, you know, I, I just saw I just saw PV for like, okay, this is campus with a lot of people on there, people from everywhere, you know what I'm saying? Uh and it's a party school. Yeah. So I immediately saw it as like I'm gonna get my shit popping here, my, I'm gonna get my music popping here. And uh, I did that. You know what I'm saying? How long would you say it took for you to really get it popping? Because you got to think back then, I want to say it was really just like MySpace was like the only type Mm -hmm. of social media. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So how long, once you got to PV, did it really take for you to create a buzz out there? So I got the PV uh, 05 summer. Or was it 06? Yeah. I grabbed 05, yeah, and then that's something that – yeah, so 05. I remember I came in with like a mixtape, and you know I'm I, we I was pushing it and everything out there. I would say by before Christmas break, yeah, uh, of that first semester, okay. like I was already kind of getting people was buying my mixtapes already okay. just on campus. That's where it started. But when we came back that next semester, uh, that's when I you know I, I linked with Merc DJ Merc my DJ. My, okay. and, you know what I'm saying? I started building my team. I had my prime time click. I remember that. Built yeah. all that in that that semester and like s- s- dropped another mixtape and it went crazy. Yeah, and so it was really all within that first freshman year when I got I would say where okay people know this dude named DeRoe yeah. DeRoe that's what they called me then uh, that rap. Gotcha. You feel me? Now sophomore year is when it really got popping. You know, okay. coming in sophomore year. You know, PV got these areas called the phases. You got phase one and two, phase three, and then you got the UC where the freshmen, you know what I'm saying? And I ain't got it popping in the UC uh, my freshman year. But after that, going to sophomore year, mm. just came in and just dropping mixtape. That's when we started making singles, you know what I'm saying? I had the primetime click popping. We started doing a record. We had did a record called Do the Muscle. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That was, it got popping down there, you know what I'm saying? And then we, we brought it back to Dallas and K-104. K-104 used to do like this hometown showdown thing okay. where you compete with songs and, you you know, if you win five days, you get into rotation type thing. That. We won that, you know what I'm saying? And like... It was just a it was a combination of a lot of stuff that I was doing at that time. MySpace, you know, I was really MySpace, uh I had became one of the top artists on MySpace and period. You had Soldier Boy, mm-hmm. uh somebody else, and then me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like cause it, that's when I had walked that walk in Holly Berry. So, you know, all that was just all happening at PV. We did the Holly Berry. Uh, shout out to Superstar because he from Colleen. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, he had it going out there in Colleen, came yeah. to PV, threw me on it. We blew it up in PV, took blew up off. in Houston and Dallas. It took off. While I walked walk that walk was like still slowly building. And then walk that walk just hit like a yeah. – it just – it blew up on my space and PV at the same time. And then it, it came to Dallas and Houston. And that's that was the foundation. So I, I kind of founded it off mixtapes first, though. Mixtapes, gotcha. mixtapes, mixtapes. 
Then I started doing the singles, mm-hmm. and then I started doing uh, the shows and putting it all together. So I was really just I was a, a ground worker. Like I did it from the ground up. Like just just you know going from city to city, yeah. school to school, you know door to door. You type it was that type of grind. You feel me? And, and that built up over time. So it, it, in retrospect. I guess you can say that that was a long time and a short time. It was yeah. just I was doing so much in a short time. Yeah. But, you know, I probably was doing like four to five years work in a year. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Because that's, that's all I did. Like, gotcha. I wasn't even thinking about class. I was hitting <laughs> class. So I was doing it. But yeah, my mindset, I already knew what I was at PV yeah. for. I, I, I majored in business marketing, but I already knew I was there to rap. You to feel rap. me? And You remember your first paid show? My first paid show was... Uh, it was actually UNT Dallas. So, but I did So my first paid show was uh, Walk That Walk started taking off, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember Merck called me and he was like, DJ Merck was like, uh, "Hey, you got your first paid show? You know what I'm saying? UNT UNT want to pay you, I think five hundred dollars this and this on for, okay. for a show." So I went to UNT. I'm like, "Damn, it's crazy." So you know, we get there, we do the show, rock the show. Cause you, you Walk That Walk was building at this time it wasn't at its peak but it was gotcha. they knew so i did the show and then i remember uh you know merc went down he, we, we got the check but merc took the took the bread and bought a camera and it was <laughs> <laughs> he bought a camera with the bread but he was doing it for my investment like right. but i i remember i, I remember i was kind of hot i'm like this is my first show i'm i'm gonna take this out yeah. i'm gonna go buy some shoes and everything yeah. you know when you coming up like that just getting paid from a show yeah. was different from if you got it somewhere else you know because it's like you know, you putting it in the music and you ain't never, when you start doing music or anything like that, you doing it off the love of it. You know what I'm saying? You see the goal. Of course, you eventually plan to make money off of it. But right. when you first get paid from it, mm-hmm. you know, now I was getting paid from mixtape. So I was okay. getting used to so, getting bread like that. But for a show, that was my first paid show. Yeah. Uh, nah, I was, you know what I'm saying? It, it motivated me a certain type of way. So you didn't see none of that money, though. Nah, but, but, <laughs> but, but what we did with that camera, it, it just, we really took off after we got that camera because, you know, we started making content. And this is before, so, yeah, you know what I'm saying? On. Yeah, this is way before social media. So we had to figure out different ways to get our content out, which was Facebook. Okay. But it was also in other different little ways. You know, we was making little DVDs. Gotcha. So once we started doing that, you know, it, it started making the brand pick up even more. Then in them shows, you go from 500 to 1500 to 25 to three to five, and they just start going yeah. up. So, it, but it all start from that. That first show was always that motivation, like, okay, I, I can do this mm-hmm. for real and, and, and sustain a, a living. Yeah. And also, when people pay you, that means they really enjoying your craft. Like you really doing something with somebody really to pay pay you. So my first show was my biggest motivation to keep going. Nah, that's real. Yeah. So you made up a great point. So as an artist, man, like, when do you know it's it's time to go up? And prices and all that. Yeah, it's it's you you know because you, you you the demand you just mm. get crazy demand. But it's also smart. Like it's two ways you can look at it because you know and 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 we had to sit back and learn that like you can always go crazy on your prices, but if you if you focus on your product, like for me, I, I knew when I put a mixtape together, mm. like I had that that I had that crack. You feel yeah. me? Like. So the more I get that out to people, yeah. the more I'm going to win. The, the, the better your product is, the more you, you want to figure out whatever you got to do to get that out to people. Gotcha. So a lot of people's product don't really be that, but they got everything else. So, you know what I'm saying, you might, they might move different. But my, 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 my music it was, like, addictive. So it was like, okay, if I take these the amount of shows and keep my price here, I can do a whole bunch of shows yeah spread my music and sell a lot of mixtapes, win off that, and by the time I stop, the way it circulate crazy, then that create a crazy demand. Gotcha. Then you kind of go up from there, but it's really off demand. You, you just know, you feel it. You know, you, you go from people, you know, you getting booked once or twice a weekend to everybody trying to book and you trying to figure out dates to, uh, I can't even, right. yeah, yeah, once you start getting tell, you start knowing you can, you can come up on your price, but yeah, it's time to go up. It, it's really just, you know, when you really, take that mindset of, you know, you, you ready to turn up like that. Yeah. You know, it's a choice at the end of the day. That's what's up. So early on, why, uh, what made you want to do a click and just said just kind of focus in on yourself? Like what was the, the reason behind creating primetime click? So primetime click was, uh, I was, you know, I was a solo artist, uh, but it was always, see, I, I, being from Texas, I was always influenced by like the Swisher house movements, 
DSR movements. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and what I liked about those, even UGK, but that's, I would say more so the Switch House and DSR movement influenced me more to do the primetime clip. Because what I liked about what they had was they was all individual artists. Right, right. And then, you know, when you got a lot of individual artists that's strong individually, and then they connect as a group and they want that chemistry, that's how you have a Swisher House. That's how you have, uh, uh, you know, what DSR did. You know, you they, so I, that format, you know what I'm saying, is what inspired me gotcha. to do it but also i had just like a lot of homies that rap because gotcha. prime time click was just my homies that rap and we was you know everybody rap and uh i what i was man at pv everybody would want to get me on features we'll do these songs and stuff and i started rapping with a group of people more than others so we just right. i was just like i gotta i gotta form a group i was just you know i came with prime time click put it together and it was one of the best things because, you know, now we got different and everybody was good at different things. We had producers, we had DJs, so, you know, we had niggas that rap. We had, you know, so we was kind of like taking over the whole little region collectively, you know. So that's just how I looked at it at that time. Man, and uh, the things with things with groups and, and growing as an artist anyways, though, is it gets to a point to where, you know, you getting paid for a show and you bring people on, but then it becomes more of a, an expense, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. what was that moment for you when you realized, man, like, you know, as much as, you know, I rock with the homies, I can't afford to take everybody with me all the time, or, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, for me, it was a minute before we even got to any point like that, because if it all, like, I was good at scouting, like, when I was putting it together. Right. Like, everybody did something different. So for instance, my homie, D.A., rest in peace, D.A., you know what I'm saying? He, he was one of the first people in primetime click mm. but he was he rapped but he was also engineer and he okay. was you know what I'm saying he was cold with the pro tools so I had somebody to record me gotcha. you know what I'm saying and, and and as we both did it ourselves then you know we had people like TJ we brought in TJ he used to paint he mm. still paint okay. he got the, he's just paint right now okay. today his, his 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 paint brand steady growing but he started that at PV and like you know uh coming up that that cut the cost for clothes I just used to go buy Tall tees at yeah. the time and t-shirts. My homie TJ paint the shirts. Now yeah. I got a fit, you know, any colors, this and this and that. So we was making it all work. Matter of fact, he painted he painted the shirts that's in the like ice cream paint job here. That shirt I got on, like but all of them, you know, he painted that and those type of things, you know, everybody was good at something that made that gotcha. really kind of cut the price. Cash, you know what I'm saying, was was uh MCing and Cash and Merc was DJing and, and MCing all the events. So gotcha. we that that's I go to the shows, we perform, we got to, everybody did something. It wasn't, it wasn't one of those groups where, you know, it started off and, and, and I had to pull a lot of weight. Gotcha. Everybody was doing something that was benefiting, you, you know what I'm saying? And, and we worked it like that for a minute. But as time go on, you know, a lot of stuff happened. You know, you, you longevity is, is a game itself, you know right. what I'm saying? And how long you can hold on to doing something a certain way, that's a testament to who you yeah. are, you feel me? But... Over time, it, it, it just it just got to the point where you know, as it get for real, it it, it becomes more about the music gotcha. and 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 the art, you know, and and, and that. And when it came, say it was it was, a, it was only a few of us that was really about that, you right. know what I'm saying? And you know, who the people who those are still rocking with me today, you man. know. Uh, but it all it all panned out the way it was supposed to. Now that's real, man. And uh, you know, it's not many artists who have who get to receive moments like you had, man. And I always like when I'm talking to artists, I always got I always like to talk about that that moment to where they notice life is changing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember what that was for you? Was it a, a call? Was it a show? Was it you know what I'm saying? A check? Like when you was like, Man, this is this is for real. My life's about to change. Yeah. So at P V I think it was like oh six, oh seven, like when I was at PV and I and, and I got to walking around campus and I started signing autographs right. and taking pictures like that as being a student, yeah. that's when I knew it was changing because that was at the same time I was getting paid shows. Mm -hmm. So it was all happening at one time. I started getting paid shows to like, okay, me walking around the campus, people bring me the mixtapes. I'm signing them, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, it was just a lot of stuff. Heck. So this is even before the money. This yeah. was before the check, before the deal and everything. Like... I just knew it was coming because it was like that was a big thing because I I knew that 
even in high school and that first year of PV, it wasn't even like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I had a buzz, but people weren't paying me for shows. Yeah. People weren't, you know what I'm saying, doing uh buying uh CDs coming, paying more if I signed it. So it was just out of little stuff like that and, and me starting to see the music everywhere, hearing it everywhere. It was just all happening at one time and that's when I was like, okay. But every time that happened, it was never like Oh, I made it. was like, that's time to go to the next step. Right. All right, now it's time for me to turn up. Let me let me go hard on these songs. Let me, you know what I'm saying? Let me figure out what I need next. So yeah. I kind of always did it like that. And then Ice Cream Paint Job took that to... Yeah, so Ice Cream Paint Job <laughs> was later. So PV, so I went to PV from 05. I was supposed to graduate in 09, but I, I, I did my deal in 08, like the end of 08, right? going, to, going to 09, yeah, 09, yeah, early 09 is when I did it, so I was still at PV when I did the deal, mm-hmm. uh, but Walk That Walk, you know, by the time 2008 in Holly Berry and Walk That Walk it hit, like, I was touring the whole, not just Texas, but the whole South, by right. this time I was doing Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Arkansas, Oklahoma, this yeah. whole little region, right? like, six, seven days a week, like, we, it was crazy then, so... And this was all before Ice Cream Paint Job. So then when Ice Cream Paint Job, yeah, I did it at PV while I was at PV, but I, I did it back in during a uh, summer break. I did it uh, at Mel the Max spot. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, it out here. Yeah, I hear it. And then I, when I put that on MySpace, it, it just, that, that took off straight from MySpace. But it was because of everything else. See, I tell people all the time, like, it's, it's, everything is layered on top of everything. Right, right. Like, my buzz was so crazy by the time I dropped Ice Cream Paint Job yeah. internally as far as just in the in the region, Texas, and mm-hmm. my own look. It was so crazy that when it when that came out and it, and it hit MySpace and, you know what I'm saying, it went like it all connected. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times, other than people from Dallas like yourself, yeah. when I go do interviews other, other places, they think it all started at Ice Cream Paint Job. Right. Like, I tell people all the time, if, if, if you know how you watch a, a, a Netflix show or something, mm-hmm. or a Hulu show, and it's a series, and each series, the whole, a whole season will be Ice Cream Paint Job, with Ice Cream Paint Job being the last episode of that gotcha. season. Yeah. Everything will be the build up to that. To that you know yeah. what I'm saying? So that makes sense. It, it will be like, or, or actually, Ice Cream Paint Job will be the second season. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Gotcha. It, and then the whole first season will be everything yeah. that led up to that. So yeah. it's like, Y'all will understand it because you you come from Texas, so you know about yeah. that. When I go elsewhere, they start an ice cream paint yeah. job, but it's like then when they really they really be wanting to understand how that happened, I gotta tell them like yeah, yeah, the, I, backstory. the backstory because it was really off the buzz of everything that I had. Because when ice cream paint job came, it just took off. Yeah, like it, it went fast, like it nah, it just it crazy. spread it like a wildfire quick. So it wasn't like the grind that I had to put in all the other records, yeah. but it was off the back of that. You get what I'm saying? So without all that that buzz that don't happen so yeah i tell people all the time man it's, it's a story to the story man and i want you to talk your shit for a moment too because you know there's a lot of dallas artists around you know what i'm saying the boogie movement that time that was making a lot of noise but it was like man you surpassed all that shit you really took that shit to a national level you yeah. know what i'm saying so I, I mean of course the music was good you had the persona you had this way you put the hustle in bro but it was like you also had the components of the team to make help make that help make that work what else would you say you would credit that success to like to getting outside just the region because i feel like a lot of times we feel like we as dallas you know talent get stuck yeah. within a region but yeah. you took it national yeah, yeah. bro you made yeah, yeah. it to bt stages you made yeah. it everywhere so what would you credit that yeah. to like what was well that would i would have to credit a lot of that so when i when ice cream paint job happened it blew up in cali from myspace so mm. the story of that is a dj uh that i was connected with through myspace Named A Man. He was a radio DJ in Cali, but before Ice Cream Paint Job, he would come to my MySpace page all the time and whatever, you know, you could put three, four, yeah. five songs in your MySpace. Yeah. I would always put my top songs, like, but I would, up, I would update them like monthly, you yeah. know what I'm saying, when I was dropping mixtapes. And he would always come get them songs and he'll put them on his mixtapes or he'll play them. And he would always come and get a record. And I remember he was trying to get Walk That Walk. He really loved that record. But he couldn't really get it to pop in the bay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he was on a different tempo, you know. They he he had some traction, but he he couldn't really get it to pop. And then when I put that on MySpace, he he immediately I remember he DM me, he hit me in message. He was like, "Hey, what's this? This on some like Bay Area type whoop de whoop? Like I'm for the this original? He just asked me all these questions, and I was like, "Yeah." 
And then uh, he he just took it, started playing it on the radio, playing it on the clubs. Probably within a week a week from that message, from he got it, he literally had hit me a week later and said, bro, you got the hottest record in Cali right now. Well, in the Bay Area right now. Man. And in and, and one week, because he said the, from the very first time he played it, it's just like the phone lines blew up. Like everybody was asking. And, it, and in two days, the traction was so crazy that they put it, they started putting it in a rotation before I even had any type of situation. And uh, but what that did was that that put me on the whole West Coast. People even thought I was from out there. I was like, he was out there a lot. Yeah, that. yeah. So like, well, I, by this time I had never even been out there. Even yeah. when he hit, started playing it, I had never been to Cali. But so you know, I had but I had that whole little South region on lock. Yeah. So when that happened, and then I started getting that Cali. When that connected, that's what made me a national mm-hmm. thing because. And Cali, I had this big record that wasn't even in the South yet. Yeah. Texas and everybody weren't even on it. I had this huge record, but nobody knew nothing about me other than that record. Gotcha. And then, but when they started doing their research, it, it went deep. You get what I'm saying? And yeah. it, it just when it all connect. I tell people all the time when you creating a buzz, it's like fires, bro. You know what I'm saying? You you got a fire here, a fire there, a fire mm-hmm. there. When it all connect and make it. You know what I'm saying? This big thing, that's when it all hit. And that's why that's what the national thing happened. And that was all before the label. That's why it was that's why it was so big. So then I did the deal. Gotcha. You know, I did the deal off that buzz. And uh that's when the BET stuff it was easy for the label to work me at that point yeah. because I they had never had an artist that came in with their own buzz at that time gotcha. like yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? So who I was approaching approaching you at that time? Man, First people tried to sign me, uh, Jay Priest Jr., uh, you know, he came down to PV one time. Mm. Uh, or was it Jazz? It was one of them. But rapper, like, they, you know, they, they threw the deal out first. Uh-huh. Uh, Young Jock threw the deal out second. That's when he had the little swag because he had signed Stinky Leg. Uh, oh, okay. GS Boys, he threw the deal out first. He didn't do that. Then it started coming to the labels like the Universals, uh, uh, Atlantic. Every, every label came, mm-hmm. came, but no label offered me the uh the album deals that mm. E one out for me, aka Koch. They was Koch now they E one. Gotcha. Koch Records, uh so they every everybody all the other major labels, you know, they was trying to they was taking the cause you know you had Lil Will had already came out, my, my Dougie. Dougie. You had um what else came after Lil Will? You had you had a few records that came before my records that was uh that was just the the singles that right. dancing. So all the labels was adjusted to doing that type of deal. Okay, so they're doing single deals, I'm guessing? Basically single deals, you know what I'm saying? They weren't doing no album deals. Now, Koch was the only one that did their research and really found out what I was. Like, right. that. I, oh, this was a mixtape rapper first. Because if you're a mixtape rapper and you start making singles, you, you're an album artist. I mean, you can make, once they realize, realize that, they the ones that came with the, oh, right. now nah, we want to do album deals with you. Like, we want to do something way bigger. Okay. And then that's why I took that deal. That's okay. why we did it like that. Nah, that, that, that definitely makes sense, bro. Because uh, you got to think, man, sometimes it gives you more opportunity to put out other stuff and to, you know, really see the world. So you do the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say for, for other artists, probably even in this time? Because, I mean, I feel like this time it's still kind of, it kind of went back to more singles. People are doing yeah, singles. Would you, yeah, think, would you yeah, say yeah. so? Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 it definitely the start. Everything always go full circle. It, yeah. it, it reverted to... Now it's really about the single again, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, it's 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 almost like the same type of game, yeah. and, and that's 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 how the females winning right now. The females actually, from a collective standpoint, they're making the bigger quote unquote bops or mm. hits or singles right. more so than you know what I'm saying. Everybody else right now, but they they're winning off winning off that. That's like that uh that record. That, Yo Gotti just signed. What's oh, yeah, the, uh, F&L. Yeah, yeah, them yeah. type records right there. That's like what it was like then in, in yeah. 08, 09, 2010, 2000, coming with them type records, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But the females are doing that now more so, you feel me? But, yeah, it's that type of game for sure. But, you know, it all, it all yeah, goes, it goes full back. circle. Uh, real quick, and then we'll get off of MySpace, man. <laughs> Remember MySpace back then, they had, like, the top eight and shit mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> you got to do that shit today, who be in the top eight? Man, that, that'll be so. You know, you gotta be, you had to be creative back then. Who you yeah. put in your top? No, right. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it, it real creative, man. Yeah, you know, I had caused some issues back then yeah, doing that, but nah, <laughs> it, it was uh in my top eight. I, I, I can't even tell you who'll be in my top eight right yeah. now. But you just reminded me of something. I got a shout out to uh, at that time, uh, his name was Cutter C. 
Okay. Cutter C was in Dallas. He had the uh, act the ass record. He okay. had a record I was going. But he he gave me a niche on MySpace that really made me propel over everybody else because I had my music, but it was the marketing. So he he was the one that came up with that. I don't know if you remember on MySpace on um, People Top Eights, mm. you had the regular profile, but then you would see some with a long strip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came up with that concept. He did it with his page, but then he did it for me because when I used to see because it make it when you would go on MySpace page. You had to see that on anybody pages. Yeah. If they was, if you was in their top eight, you gonna see who got this long ass uh, picture. Right. He he just figured out a little niche, so he had did that for me, and he knew how to animate it. Oh, okay. And like that shit just took like my page to a whole new level because I had the records already. Yeah. But I remember that the top eight because everybody's be like, "How you do your top eight like that?" I yeah. be like, "Shit, I got a plug." You know what I'm saying? He was my plug that did it. Yeah. But nah, you just reminded me about that. Like it was just all that little shit. But we was having fun then too. Yeah. That's another thing. Like when you doing it and having fun, it's just a whole different, whole different thing. Nah, so, fast yeah. man. So we gonna speed up, bro. Like, but a lot of things we talked a little bit offline before we got here. We talked about like doing deals and longevity, bro. Yeah. And you know, um, for us, like we talked about, man. I'm taking, you know, I'm taking a different route. Like I, try, I, I, I stick on positivity, bro. So I'm able to do, you know, great deals with brands, and you know, mm-hmm. it just kind of enhances what I'm doing, right? Those those cosigns matter. Yeah. So like, man, with you. It's crazy. I want to say, man, it's been a couple of years. Like, you've had this opportunity with the Cowboys for, like, what, five years now, maybe? Five or six? Oh, uh, we did the deal in 2016, the official deal. I've been working with them since 2013. Okay. But we did the official deal in 2016. So, yeah, this will be year number six. Yeah. Man, how'd that even come about? Because especially coming from the city, bro, like, psh, the Cowboy, everybody love the Cowboy. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's undeniable, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, so, like, yeah, to yeah. be an artist making, you know what I'm saying, having a partnership with them, yeah. that's next level, bro. So, like, how'd that even come about? And, you know what I'm saying? What was your mind to even, like, want to go that route? Man, it was just uh, back in 2013, uh, I had uh, – it was a couple of things. So, it was fans inside the Cowboys organization okay. that would always, like, hit me up on social media at this time or just whenever they would see me and be like, hey, you need to make a Cowboys anthem. Okay. Because at this time, and even to this day, mainly, but they was only rocking with, like, country music, right. yeah. just stuff like that. And uh, when you start, when they started getting their younger uh, people that was working inside the organization, they wanted to rap, you know, and, but they wanted, to, they wanted some Dallas stuff. So right. they would come to me and start planting the seed ideas in my head. But mm-hmm. at that time... I was so heavy into everything I was doing. I remember I was in L.A. I was, I was just doing a whole lot right. that I really didn't know how to take that approach because it had never been done. Yeah. And then I, I was just thinking, like, how I'm a, what I'm going to make for the Cowboys. But I eventually I eventually uh, ran into my homie Ben, who, who, who went to Lancaster and PV with me. Uh, back in the day at PV, he linked me with Mr. Rogers. And then he, one day he had hit me and was just like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you, you know what I'm saying? You need to do this for the Cowboys. And he was in the. He actually was a, in the organization, and I knew him. Okay. So I was just like, man, let me take it serious. And then I actually did the song. I, I just created a song. Uh, it's our time. Okay. You know, it was the first song we did, and they loved it. You know what I'm saying? We shot a video at the game. We did a lot with it, man, with the whole organization. And and the, and the record had moved so good that year that that's what created the relationship. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And and from there. The next year, the next year, it was just about that. Like, you should make an anthem every year or make something for us every year. We'll, you know, we'll put it out. We'll help do this. It started like that. Mm-hmm. Now, after about two two years of that, you know, doing that, you know, uh, I came to the conclusion, like, nah, we need to do something bigger. You know right. what I'm saying? That's when I started thinking, like, okay, maybe I can turn this into something. You right, feel me? Sure. Wasn't no blueprint because nobody, even to this day, has did a – hip-hop rap deal with an NFL team, right. you know what I'm saying? And it really wasn't no blueprint, so I had to kind of figure it out. But then, you know, I started thinking about the merch. At that time, I was doing the merch stuff heavy, and I was just like, man, I, I want to do something with uh, – uh, uh, I want to design a jacket or something like that with the right. Cowboys. You know, we started in that route. We did shirts. And it just started – then we, we ended up doing a merch uh, deal first. Okay. You know what I'm saying? What we did was we just did a particular shirt mm-hmm. uh, that they that they made – and they just had like my my credentials on them, my picture. Then we did a hat, and then it sold, and it went real well. And then from there, that's when we came back and was like, okay, we're gonna do it. We're gonna actually do a partnership. Okay. And that's the brand ambassador, you know, performances, uh, merch, music, you know, just an all-in-one gotcha. collective. And 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 
every year we just expound on that. So that's really what it was. It really just kind of came like moving around a lot, doing something, seeing how that go, getting inspired to do something bigger, yeah. and just keeping the relationship going. Gotcha. Being a natural Dallas Cowboy fan, you know what I'm saying? Like being who I am to the city, mm -hmm. you know what I'm talking about? Being, it's just a combination of everything. Once again, it just, it was that. But when I first did that song for him in 2013, I thought that was going to be it. Right. But, you know, it just, it ended up just, to this day, like, it just keep growing, you know? Gotcha. And, uh, so how often, I guess, is it something y'all renew the terms every year or it's multi, it's a multi-year? It's, it's, so we started off the multi-year, then we, we, we now we, re, we, we renew every year because now we, like, adding details to it. Gotcha. see, every year, even this year, like some of the stuff that we for to do, I didn't even think about last year. You gotcha. know what I'm saying? So it's like one of those situations where we created it to where mm -hmm. I can keep on adding on to it and they can too. Gotcha. See what, see how far we can take it. Gotcha. But um, I mean, I'm pretty sure, man, it's, it's, this is this going to be a for life type situation because I've been a Cowboy fan for life. Facts. I always going to be a Cowboy fan. Yeah. I always going to be from Dallas. I always going to make some music. Yeah. It's like a why not type situation. So uh, shout out to the Cowboys, man, you know. Nah, fast man. With with everything you've done, man, do you do you honestly feel you get like the the flowers and the just you deserve? Uh, yeah and no. The, but the, it, it, the if I'm being honest, see, I don't. I, I'm not a person that really that's big on getting my flowers right now. You know what I'm saying? Like I already know what it is. Like I tell people, I, well, I don't tell people this all the time. I only hit this conversation a couple times with people personally. Like think about if whomever just you are who, whom, whomever somebody that accomplished a lot is. Right. Think about if you get your flowers every day. Just say you're walking down the street. I mean, you just get your flowers all the time. Right. For one, you may, appre you may not appreciate the flowers as much. Or, or for two, it, it, it'll make you, uh, it'll make you uh, less hungry. It'll, mm -hmm. it'll, it, it, you know what I'm saying? It's like you, I don't think it's meant for people to get their flowers Gotcha. All the time. Now, don't get me wrong. I do believe in giving people their flowers. Right, don't right. get me wrong. And I and I appreciate when I get my flowers right. every now and then. But I'm not a person that wake up and be like, man, you know, I, you ain't never really, you ain't never heard me ever in no time in my life or career be one that's that's mad about people not giving them flowers, saying this. Now, people, these people say this stuff a lot. Right. But honestly, bro, like where I'm at and where I've always been, it always been. It's me moving around, going to this. So I'm always doing so much shit and so busy that I'm not even thinking about right. the flowers. It's like I don't even have these conversations until we come talk about, like, the stuff. And now I'm rem reminiscing, like, you know, we're talking about the MySpace days and Ice PV. Yeah. You know, I, and, and, and to me, that's, like, getting my flowers. Because when I think about it back then, I was just grinding. I right. wasn't thinking about none of that. I wasn't right. thinking about it, nothing. So now when we're talking about it, it's like, now I look at it like, damn, that we was really making history. Like I was really doing some stuff at that time. Thanks. So that's my flowers itself. Just it happening. Just yeah. it, you know. When, when every time somebody play my song, whether it's a new one or old one or whatever, that's flowers. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You supporting this flowers, even when when people talk, when it's the hate, that's still flowers because that's what I'm gonna turn it into. You get what I'm saying? So, but as far as just the whole like, I want my flowers. Man, that'll happen when it's supposed to happen. Yeah. And honestly, you know, even if even if it's a day where I'm not here to get the flowers, long as that's out there, I'm receiving mm -hmm. my flowers, bro. Like I, I ain't a person that that that's real big on like, hey, y'all gotta come praise me right now, give me flowers, tell me this, this, and that. And mm -hmm. nah, bro, I ain't never been big on that. So to answer your question, I don't never really pay attention to it. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? And I don't. I don't ever really think about it that way. So do you even like try to stray, even try to stay away from like those conversations of you know top Dallas artists and all that? Yeah, I, I mean, I, when it comes to that type of stuff, like I have my my top artists, Dallas, Texas, yeah. of all time, everywhere. But when it comes to just like the city, when they get into those conversations, like I, the best thing I can say is people got to understand that my favorite thing about Nipsey was when he came up with the marathon because mm -hmm. that's literally what everything is. Yeah. So I, I done seen talks where people say top Dallas, top this, this, and that, as if the game still ain't going on. See, people forget, like, it's like playing a, in, 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 a, in a basketball game and then in the, in the third quarter, it's in the middle of the third quarter or the second quarter, 
Yeah. People come in and, and they start, you know, dab like the game. Most like, nah, we still the game's still going. Right. So when it comes to top Dallas rap and all that, and people ask no questions and this, that, and that, it's like we don't even know who going who that's gonna be at. This right. game's still going on. But as far as what I do and what I did, I know what I do is 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 not even just top Dallas. It's like it's I think from a worldwide pers- prospect. I got my own style, my own brand, my own sound. My own, that's just and I'm happen to be from Dallas. Yeah. That you, that was my goal and my goal and expound on that. Now I'm talking when we talk about top ten, I'm, I'm talking about going top ten to the world. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? That's my goal. Is you gonna be saying top ten rappers of all time? And not when I say rapper, I mean from an overall standpoint. Yeah. Like to, life is about the overall game. You know what I'm saying? And that's the game you playing till the end. Yeah. So that's how you see people right now popping up as who they are, you know what I'm saying? I don't care, and it ain't even just rappers, it's all type of people, even not the, the Dallas-Fort Worth community. Charleston White, he coming out of Dallas-Fort Worth, yeah. he been doing that, he coming into his own right now. Yeah. It's a long game. Now, when it comes to rappers, like, I rap. I, I do this shit to the highest level, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it's hard for me to engage in those conversations because it's like, I like the. I respect the legends. People yeah. need to talk about the legends more. Gotcha. People need to talk about the DOCs and the Tom Toms and the DSRs when we're talking about Dallas. Gotcha. And everybody that's playing the game need to aspire to become that. Right. You know what I'm saying? And create their own lane, this and that. Until then, Dallas, Dallas is going to be a city that once we do that, that's when we can compete with the world. Mm-hmm. We need to come together like that first. Gotcha. And then we can start doing the top 10 Dallas. But, you know, uh, as far as just raps, I think uh, Texas as a whole need to come together and put together a whole little. I'm thinking about versus type thing. When you see the versus, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I I think about stuff like that, like Texas coming together doing songs. I got the records with like the South Walkers. Yeah. me and Eric are probably working on something. I'm okay. waiting on, the, you know what I'm saying? I'm doing something with everybody, so. Oh, that's real. Yeah, I'm just working. That's what's up, man. And, and when you touch on that, bro, I kind of think of, um, so, like, you do, you've you done you done records with, with a lot of people, right? And you're talking about Tap Dallas, Top Dallas artists, et cetera, but you're going for the world. You brought up Nip, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, you know, that's a legend. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You got to experience him yeah. as well, you know, before his, uh, his passing, R.P. Nip. Um, kind of tell us what that experience is like, man, because, you know, Nip was a, a ahead of his time. You know what I'm saying? Right. He was a different individual. Like, the concept, you talk about the marathon, the concepts he had, you know, the the proud to pay concept, mm-hmm. you know, the way, you know, people showed him love, the way he showed love. Um, what was it like kind of, you know what I'm saying, having a relationship with him? Because, you know, I could tell from the post that, you know what I'm saying, it was, it was bigger than music. Yeah, yeah. Nip, that – I brought him up because, uh, like, the marathon concept is is a concept that I always use without calling it the marathon. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can call it the long game or whatever. But, like, so when, when Nip would talk about these things, I resonated with it from afar before we even started having interactions about that, conversations. Right. But even before we started having conversations about that, we was already tied in. Right. See, me and Nipsey go back even before, you know, uh, I mean, the world saw us Obviously, the first time we ever did something, which was on a BT mm-hmm. 2009 uh, award show, you know what I'm saying? But before that, it's certain artists that when they came out, I connected to them before we even knew each other because right. they was in the same sim- similar scenario as me, right. the way I seen it. When I saw Nipsey, the first time I ever heard saw him, he had came out with that uh, record, the crisscross record. Okay. He, had, he, he was rapping on a crisscross beat, and that's when... His first video came out to the world, but this is way before the world knew Nipsey. But what I saw was, okay, this is a dude from his city. He like the first coming out, and, you know what I'm saying? And he kind of speaking for his city in, in a way that I'm doing in Dallas. Yeah. So he, he, it already stood out. So when we, when, when uh, it came to me, I got the phone call that, hey, we want to, do you know who Nipsey Hussle is? You know what I'm saying? We want to put him on the record. What you think? I was like, yeah, I rock with Nipsey. Yeah. Man, the day we met, like we locked in, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And we just, you know, we uh I remember we did the um the ice cream paint job rehearsal mm-hmm. uh the, in Atlanta and uh he, you know, he was kinda like not so sure. He was kinda like, you know what I'm saying, had a hit a like he, he was gonna hit the big stage, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But 
But our, the, the next day we did the show, he came out and iced it, and, 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 and he, he, he showed me that, like, okay, you like me, like, we're going to be ready for the big stage yeah. regardless, you know what I'm saying? So we locked in on that moment, and then from that moment on, we just we saw each other so many different times, and every time we, we, we linked up, we had, like, a conversation. Yeah. But it was always, it was nothing ever about rap, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't think of one rap conversation we had. Even we did features, like, yeah. he, you know, he hopped, we done done songs, he done, you know, came to my birthday parties and, you know, yeah. forming a dad. We didn't hit these in the race, but we never talked about rap. And that's the difference between me and, any, me and Nipsey and any other rapper I ever dealt with. Mm. Like, we never talked. So it was our life stuff. It was all that. Or it was always him bringing some type of big moment to the conversation that made me think, you know what I'm saying, and vice versa. So maybe after about three, four, five years of us knowing each other, I start realizing, like, damn, every time me and Link, I mean, Nip Link, we, it's always something way bigger than that. Right. Now, the last time I saw Nip was a month before, you know, the situation happened. And that might have been the first time we ever talked about music. Now, we talked about other stuff, too. You know, we was, uh, he came to Dallas to do uh, it was a, a business situation. Shout out oh, to my Vinny. That panel. The panel, yeah. yeah I was yeah, there. Yeah, I was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, we came. So we was in the backstage of yeah. that when me and him was having a conversation. And we were talking about just different stuff, some life stuff. But then we started talking about music because he was so proud that he had got his studio built. Mm. For the first time out there, because you know they bought up, man. Nips built a whole lot. Yeah, not nah, fast. And like he had got to the point where he built his studio up, and the first thing he wanted to do was let me know, like, hey, when you come to LA, this is where you're gonna be recording it. Yeah. So basically, just giving me a spot to record. Yeah. You ain't gotta pay for nothing. You, 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 this your spot to record it. I built this for this reason, basically building it for him, his team, anybody he he messed with. Yeah to come, you know what I'm saying? And, and I could tell by the way he was saying it, like he was proud of that moment. So that said a lot. It was like, you know, uh, his whole thing was to really build and really give back. Yeah. So we started talking about music. That was the first conversation we had where like, hey, I, I was working on a, a Texafonia record at the time and I was already been putting together this Texafonia album. So we were talking about that. I was like, this is perfect because I'm working on this Texafonia record. I want you on it. It makes sense. You from Cali, I'm from Texas. Yeah. We were just talking about a whole lot of stuff that was music related that time, yeah. and um, but I was glad we had that conversation because I'm glad that, that we, we we talked about so much other stuff that I was glad we got to have a music conversation. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So man, it's it just I can go so many different routes with it from the shows we did to the, just some of the stuff we talked about. But I, I'm gonna say that for another time. Yeah, you know what I'm no, no, that's real, man, and and it's and it's crazy that you got to that experience, bro. Like a lot of people that looked up to him, that you know, probably uh, you know. In the future, have plans of going deeper, but you know, you know that time, uh, you know, was taken from him too early. Yeah. Um, but one thing back, you know, back to Dallas real quick is one thing you know we say is, and it might be wrong, but I just want your opinion because you you've done it at the highest level, is that you know the the maybe a problem that we know we have within the city is I would say lack of structure. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. when it goes to conducting business in the city, it's being kind of difficult. You know, for artists. Um, Cause when you look at you know major markets, you know, even like in Houston, you do have like your you know Jay Prince, uh, Junior Jazz, all that. Mm -hmm. So you've had you've seen some success with the labels, right? Uh, a lot of times, us we you know we leave, get signed, and come back. So there hasn't been like anything within the city. Do you feel like the lack of structure, lack of somebody here who could help people get to the next level with that cosign? I'm like, hey, this is a guy, let's bring him up. Do you feel like that's a problem here, or what do you or what do you feel like, or do you feel like the city's in good hands? It's just you know we just got to keep working. The city in good hands, and I mean, it always been like a lack of structure, but before there's structure, it's always a lack of structure. And it's like you go through the processes that our city, fortunately, have already went through now yeah. to build real structure. Uh, during the Dallas Boogie Movement, which is probably the biggest and most prominent movement that Dallas has yeah. ever had that we can claim as our own. Uh, that, that contributed to the music industry and influenced different mm -hmm. sounds and other... You know, stuff that we can really claim. Uh, it, it was it was built up and tore down by us, but mm -hmm. at the same time, it was a uh, it was a a staple yeah. that we can and a foundation that the city is still building off of and learning from, mm -hmm. and, uh, and and that's coming full circle as well. So the structure is is has to be built like that. The structure. It's different ways you can look at structure because some cities don't even have the structure that we have when it comes to certain things. Now, do, now, have we ever had that? 
major uh, system, label, this and that. Now, but then we do have places like that's coming like that, like the music accesses and oh, yeah. just different things. So it'd it be hard for me to speak on it because as we speaking right now, the city is expanding and, right, and right. becoming what it's going to become. And, and it's because of everything else that happened, you know. So I talk about the Dallas Boogie movement because that movement and, and everything that happened after that, then you had, you know, you got the Mo3 trap, yellow, yeah. you got all these different things that, that all comes together in the, ci- in the city that makes it the city. Yeah. To, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's where the structure actually come from. Because yeah. you got something, you got a reference. You know gotcha. what I'm saying? It's like doing anything with no blueprint, you creating a blueprint right then when yeah. you start doing it. So I, I, I don't really like speaking from the sense of saying Dallas don't have structure because it do have structure in different ways. Gotcha. And the structure that everybody else speaking on that we don't have is actually building on right now. Uh, yeah, as we speak. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even with platforms like what you build. You know what uh, I'm saying? It's all, when you go to other cities, it's the combination yeah, that makes it a that. structure. They have these media outlets mm-hmm. like what you've been building and what you're building. And they have these these studios and they have these, Thanks. you know, it's, it's everything collectively together. So uh, I just like to say, you know, it's like a stay tuned type thing. Yeah. Like, no, Dallas, because of what Dallas been through is, is bound to be yeah. the top city when it comes to what it is. So no, that's how I look at it. And even with the stay tuned, bro, I was, you know, seeing a story, bro, that, you know, the your numbers going crazy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Spotify, yeah. Oh, all yeah, that. Yeah, 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 Man, yeah. What, what, are, what are you working on right now that you really want to push? Cause bro, you know, with, it's crazy to see that, you know, you it's like you've been on like a constant grind, you know what I'm saying? You don't you don't push too much out, people just drive to the music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. what is it working on right now that you want to push or that you know you want people to listen to, stay tuned to, or working on? And talk to us too about the, you know, the six three thing. Cause I know before a conversation, we told you want to release music under that. So kinda of like fill us in on that as well. So basically I always man, with me first, it's gonna always be the music first. Okay. Like, I never built I build on top of that first. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So that's why, like, even when you when you speak of stuff like the Spotify, like, shout out to my real fans and supporters because that's that's what it's about. Like, I want my real music numbers to be going up all the time right. first, and then everything else is secondary to that. Social media, right. all that, and it, all of it works collectively. Right. So, you know, when it comes to the stuff that's happening on Spotify, it's just showing me that my my fan base around the world is tapped in. Right. That means they're actually listening to the music. They're actually streaming the music. Right. And um, so now I'm getting ready to drop more music. I'm, a, I'm actually getting ready to drop a couple projects, you know. Okay. Uh, some of them on singles. Some of them I'm, I'm putting music that that wasn't released and uh you know before streaming platforms you just had live mixtapes that yeah, at yeah. piff you know i used to go crazy in that mm-hmm. area you know doing gangster grills and stuff like that but these mu- this a lot of that music never even hit the, the streaming platforms mm-hmm. so when i started saying people like you know wiz dropped a uh uh mixtape that he mm-hmm. put out like in 2012 yeah. he just dropped it and then during the pandemic, I remember Lil Wayne put out No Ceilings. You know what I'm saying? He had dropped that like in 09, 2010, but he officially put it out. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 you know, it reminded me that I had so much music that I never put out officially. And uh, the fans, I have always wanted those. Like I, from social media to I can open up my YouTube and people are like, why this song ain't on? I can't yeah. stream it. You know, people, <laughs> you know, because I'm the same way. I like songs. I, it's songs that. It's little flip songs that I can't find. Not you know bad. what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm like, damn, I, I can go to Spotify right now. Yeah, listen just play it while I'm recording. You know what I'm saying? So that started making me think like I need to start thinking like the listener. Mm. When I started thinking like the listener, it made me realize that I need to start putting some of that stuff out too. You know That's what I'm right. saying? So right now I'm in a combination of getting ready to release a whole lot of new music, putting out music that my supporters been wanting and needing. Uh, and then with the 6-3 brand, that's a whole nother wave. That's just, you know, I got a lot of music, fam. And honestly... When I first dropped my first album, I had a split fan base. Okay. I always had a split fan base up up until this day, to where like split between who would you, who would you say? My split fan base was between like the people that hey, you need to make this more this this type of music. Okay. I love this when you did this on the gotcha. album, and then you got the people that nah, just keep making these, but keep making these bangers, keep this gotcha. and that. I like doing both as an artist, you right. know what I'm saying? And uh, the, the the you know to express that. I done came to the conclusion that, you know, I'm putting it out to, 
through two different brands. Gotcha. So it's like the, the, the fans that love me for this going to get this, yeah. and the fans that love me for that going to get that. You get what I'm saying? And I gotcha. figured out a, a niche way to do it. Okay. So, you know, long story short, that's the 6-3 brand is it's going to be that. The 6-3 brand is going to be what, you know, uh, a certain set of my fans want mm-hmm. on the music side of it. You know, gotcha. and 6-3 always been an AKA, so it's just – it was only right for me to do it this way. And, it, and I'm the first person that's doing it, so it's hard to speak on it. Yeah. It's just going to be one of those things where the music going to tell the story. Gotcha. So it's just like, look out for the music. Look out for the music. Yeah. But, you know, when it hit, it's going to hit. So yeah. as, as, as an artist, bro, like you just said, you, you know, it's going to tell a story through the music. Like, who do you listen to to get stories from? You know what I'm saying? Who like, I listen to? Yeah, like, just to consume. Like, If I'm being honest, bro, like, if I'm being 100% honest, I guess... In my own world, I, when I'm working on music so much, it's like, if somebody drop an album today, I'm going to listen to it. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Okay. I'm going to listen to it but for a lot of different reasons. For one, I always look for good music. Right. You know what I'm saying? Let's, say, let's just say whomever drop an album and I'll listen to it, I might like two or three songs Maybe more, maybe less. Gotcha. But them two, three songs I like, I might add them on a playlist that I just gotcha. for me to listen to because I, you know, I might want to work out and listen to it. Right. So I listen to everybody when it comes to that standpoint. Uh, you know, uh, and also, you know, I like knowing what the climate is. Right, you feel for me? Sure, for sure. But if it's just anybody that I, I mean, of course, I respect the legends, I respect the greats, I respect the hoes, you know, yeah, of course. the Kanyes. I, but I, I just respect good music. In general, so even mm-hmm. if the new artist that's just come out that's on the way, mm-hmm. if he making good music, I'm gonna listen to it, yeah. it, especially as I come across of it, come across it. But I'm not a person that just I don't just get in and be looking for music like yeah. that. You feel me? Because I be in my own world. Nah, so sure. to answer that, I basically listen to everybody and listen yeah. to nobody at the same time. Nah, that makes sense, you know bro. And I got two more questions before, I, before you get up out of here, bro. Uh, the first one is, man, you know, with this being called Cosine, bro, like, you know. We don't say like cosines in general, not even just us, but like people validate people, but it helps get them to the next level. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like yeah. It, it matters. Yeah, yeah. So who would you say is like that one early cosign that really was like, man, this shit really helped me, you know what I'm saying? Become who I am today. It could be, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like a DJ, a feature, yeah. a brand, just like, you know, something that was like, man, once this person or conglomerate organization cosigned you, you could tell the difference. Yeah. Of, you know what I'm saying, your career. Uh, it's different levels of it. So I would say first, uh, when I uh, when I was in the PV era, just having the real DJs out there co-signing, like Merck and Mr. Rogers, okay. fucking with me heavy, that, that gave me a different persona because they weren't okay. doing that with everybody. Okay. Then when it, the next level of that would be when uh, I would say, uh, you know, when, when, when the Holly Berry took off and, and I, I met Bebe and then Bebe, Started, you know what I'm saying, playing a lot of my music. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, it's different levels. And then when I, and then from when I actually got in the game, uh, like when even records like Ice Cream Paint Job was taking off. At that time, I remember Jermaine Dupree just randomly hopped on. He was the first one to do anything on mm-hmm. it from a, and I, I had never even met him. But what it showed was like, cause you know when you in Texas or in a place. Even if something is big there, if you don't really move and travel, the average person think that that's just only happening there. Right, right. So when people start seeing people like Jermaine Dupree and then in 09, you know, Jermaine Dupree was actually rare. He was hot, you know, yeah. on that type tip, just hopping on stuff from, you know, the road, you know, this the road that yeah. did walk that walk. It started like making people see it different. Like, oh shit, like how did Jermaine Dupree even know yeah. about this record? They don't know it's out there yet. And I didn't even know. So it's just like I can just think of so many levels where it was okay, a cosign. Then from there, I remember doing the uh the Get Big record and putting Diddy on the remix and Diddy hopping on there. Yeah, remix and that, was big, yeah. Yeah, and and, and, and <laughs> it just took everything to another level. You know, uh I mean all the remixes I did, even the, the yeah. official ice cream paint I had everybody Snoop, you had yeah, Soldier yeah. Boy, you had uh yeah, Jim, Jones on that too, right? Jim Jones, E4. Yeah. It was just so many people on that one. Even when Lil Wayne hopped on the beat and did the yeah. no ceilings thing, yeah. like just took everything to the next level. 
So I can just think of a lot of moments where those things are cosigns in their own way. Right. There was right. never nobody that put their arm around me and be like, hey, this, that, that, right. you know, that. but like small when I did the, when, when DJ Drama bro, uh, pro, uh, approached me and we started linking and doing gangster grills, I did three gangster grills with DJ Drama. That's that great. put me in a whole different type of realm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's just like all these different things that happen at different moments yeah. that the cosign itself you know what I'm saying? All the way up into the Cowboys. It's just, it's always something, but it, it comes from me just putting in the work and then I might do a collab with something and then that's a cosign. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? So I, that's the best way I could put it. Uh, it was never really just no one thing that put around. It was just like this. It was just a combination of everything. Nah, facts. Yeah. So, you know, uh, last question, man. What would you say you do to kind of like keep your, keep your mental health sane, bro? Because, you know, you're, you're an artist, you know what I'm saying? You're a father, bro, yeah. businessman. Yeah. So you go through a lot of stuff. Like, you know, music is one of those games where it's like, it's a it's an ugly game. So, oh, you know, yeah. they love yeah. you one day, they hate you the next, or, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know how it goes. So dealing with all that, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, what do you kind of do just to stay sane and, and keep yourself motivated? Man, it's just, just like you uniting a few things, you know, family, you know what I'm saying? I got little ones. Yeah. So just, you know, the more I'm in their lives, the more I found a balance that just put me in a different mindset. Uh, you know, I love, see, the stuff that people don't like about the game is what I actually love about it. I love the, I love the, the you know what I'm saying? I love the perseverance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I love the, uh, like, when I watch stuff, I look at the longevity. So I look at who lasts. I like, you know what I'm saying? I, I like the people that can take some hits and stay mm -hmm. in it and come back and win the game. I always, yeah. I like those stories and those type mm -hmm. of, characters and players first so That's i like the, stuff I, exactly i like the stuff that people don't like which makes the whole game fun for me yeah. uh which you know that's the sanity is when you're really loving it and and that's what one thing that keeps you saying you know i love making music i love the hustling behind it but then you know then i do other stuff like you know i try and work out you know what i'm saying i i, I stay like that you know i Try and eat better, you know what I'm saying? Eat these, I drink these all the time, these kombuchas and stuff. Okay. Like, all of it collectively, you know what I'm saying? I just do yeah. a lot of stuff. But the but the I would say the number one thing mm -hmm. is that I, I love the I love the the game for everything it is. Yeah. More so probably than the next person. Mm -hmm. To the point where the stuff, the adversity is is is, is those are just minor hurdles. You know what I'm saying? Like gotcha. most people lose the adversity is what is what changed the people or knock them out the game. And that's what that's what affects the mental health and all that's how you handle adversity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I always been pretty good at that, you know what I'm saying? But and I think the main reason why I'm pretty good at it because I anticipated it, I right. expect some of it. But also, you know, I kinda I, I like the adversity part yeah. of it as well. So that's my that's the ba that's my number one way of dealing with the mental health side of mm -hmm. it because it's really just about how you handling the adversity. Gotcha. Yeah, that, 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 you know, that's my best way of putting it. No, that's real. And, and final last thing, we're doing something with, uh, with Frost Bank, right? And we talked a lot about mental health and money and relationships with money. I would just want to say, not even just artists, because there's people, you know, young entrepreneurs who are coming out here, bro. Like, for somebody who, you know, who, who may have lived a modest life, and then, you know, they have some success, you know what I'm saying? They start, they get a deal. They start to see a lot of money at one time. Like, what advice would you give to them to, you know, to be able to sustain, you know, with getting that type of money and not blowing it off? Or, you know, how'd you learn how to manage your money? Uh, the best way is, 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 is two ways. Really, it's three ways. Trial and error, one. Mm -hmm. Learning from what's already out there, meaning what people, you know, stories, you know, heard people that have uh, been through it, if you connect with people and actually had those conversations. And then uh, number three, all else fails. As long as you investing in yourself, your craft, you gonna always win on the back end, no matter what. Like even, and that's that's the that's the that's the approach I always took. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So when it always got like, I remember you know getting checks and 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 spending like the whole thing on the studio stuff, like getting studio equipment. Right. And then it, it took me into like like damn, should I have spent that much? But then. Now, in retrospect, it was the best thing I could have done. Right. But even when I was doing it then, I felt like, okay, I don't even know how much I should be spending on this. But I know this is going into music, and I'm going to be doing this shit forever. So right. there's no way this can be the wrong thing to do. You right. know what I'm saying? So I always tell people, 
when they, with that question asked, as long as you know you're putting it in an area where you, you, you plan, in a game you plan forever, right. it's the best thing you can do, gotcha. you know, no matter what. I just That's the only way I can think because I only play the long game. I only get into stuff that I can do yeah. or want to do forever. So I only know how to think from that perspective. I don't like if you putting it in there and you playing that game forever, you yeah. gonna win either now or later, yeah, yeah. or, or, or at some point for that. So even if you take an L now, you are gonna take the W yeah. later. And if yeah. you are willing to do that, you are gonna win. But see, most people not willing to see the thing about life and anything. Most people don't want to go through that adversity part of anything. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, and the only way I can tell you to get past that is the only play stuff that you're willing to play. The long game in, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't really, I can only bet on myself. Right. I bet every dollar on myself, mm-hmm. but on the next thing, I might be a little shaky because I ain't really, yeah, you know what I'm really saying? But you got some people that can, that can, they'll, they got that energy to where they can bet on this, this, and that, and a lot of sometimes they can hit, but most of the time, when 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 they don't, you can't really handle. It's harder to handle adversity yeah. with something you ain't attached to. Right. So you know you taking an L and you was playing to just to win and quick gamble and and you don't win, that adversity gonna hit you harder. Mm-hmm. When you take an L and something that you was gonna play for the long game anyway, now it's just a lesson. You just right. get through it and boom. And that's the that's the way I look at money and finances. Yeah. So that would be my advice. But uh, number one is go 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 put go study all the information that's out there. Yeah. People got all type of stories. Learn from that. If you nah. can't learn from that, you're gonna learn from trial and error anyway. Nah, facts. And uh, only invest in the long game and the stuff you wouldn't have played the long game, man. And overall, they say, man, real hustlers can lose it and get it back. Facts. You know what I'm saying? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I appreciate you taking the time to chop it over with me, man. Yeah. This has been Cosign Conversations with the road music. Make sure y'all tap in, stream the music, watch the videos, and support. You know what I'm saying? We got some. Yeah. Yeah. On and get it going. As always, man, y'all stay blessed and be peace out here. All right. Hey guys, what's good? Thanks for supporting Cosign Magazine by watching this video. If you really enjoyed this content, please subscribe, like, comment, and share.